0: You are now tuned in to Behind the Confidence Smile, the podcast, where we talk about what's behind your smile, no longer suffering in silence, and truly walking in your purpose daily. I am your host, Bianca Cotton, wife, mom, author, poet, speaker, and hope dealer. I am on a journey to help women walk in love, live in hope and be healed from past hurts. Join me on this journey of revealing what's behind your smile. We have special guests, some poetry, and inspiration. Now let's start the show. Hey y'all, welcome. I am here with this beautiful, fabulous, dope mama, wife, students. By the time you hear this conversation, she will probably have graduated um, with her bachelor's. Woo, woo and that's a whole story in itself y'all her name is Janice Nelson she is a well-loved certified donor labor doula a postpartum doula and a certified breastfeeding peer counselor she does it all y'all you need help with pushing your babies out with being encouraged And uh, learning about breastfeeding, she is the person and postpartum care. Don't don't we need that as moms? Uh, She has spent her entire adult life being passionate about families and supporting families. She's a lifelong learner. And like I said uh, in the beginning, will be graduating in 2021 from Union Institution and University with her bachelor's in maternal health and human lack she is a mom of six y'all
1: a wife of how
0: many years Janice
1: it's been it'll be 19 years in December a
0: wife of almost 19 years y'all welcome Janice welcome welcome welcome
1: thank you I'm excited to be here We
0: are excited to have you. So let's let's jump into this being a mom of six part, right? And a (laughs) wife of 19 years. And you in school pursuing your bachelor's degree. I mean, that's that's a mouthful. When you think about raising six children, like give us a little piece of your journey. What was that like?
1: Mm. Um. Well, when I got married, I didn't think I was going to have six children. Um, before marriage or anything of that nature, I always wanted at least four. I wanted two of each. And that really just came from the fact that I'm the only girl. So I felt shorter because I didn't have a bigger or younger sister. So... You know, I always was like, well, if I have a boy, I want him to have a brother. If I have a, gir- a, a girl, I want her to have a sister. So it's like, well, if I get one of each, then I guess that will be four. So at least two of each. Um, my husband and I got married. We got married young. Four months after saying I do, we got pregnant with our first child. Um, she was born in 24th, I mean, 2004, and then 2005, we had our son, and then we got pregnant with our daughter, and so, and she was born in 2006, and so, when I got pregnant with her, I kind of went through a, uh, uh, I went through denial, and I went through depression, because I wasn't, looking forward to being pregnant again I wasn't expecting to be pregnant so soon I had two kids already at home feeling campers um I had just started back to work so and I was working in the field that I liked and enjoyed you know and I felt like my life was going in one direction here I am again pregnant again and so I was in denial for about six months um, I didn't
0: expect <laughs>
1: Like, if I don't acknowledge this pregnancy, maybe it's not true. (laughs) Uh, I was really having a hard time wrapping my mind around the fact that I was pregnant. And how I found out is that I was working at um, Miles Square, which is a clinic of UIC. And I was working in the WIC department. And so it was around lunchtime. I had went to lunch. But after lunch, I was still like extremely hungry. And I'm like, why am I so hungry? This don't make no sense. I ate a, you know, a good lunch. Why am I still hungry? And my coworker looked at me. She's like, Janice, are you pregnant? And I was like, no, I'm not pregnant. And so working at a clinic, she was like, you might want to go upstairs and get tested. So I did. I went upstairs. I took a pregnancy test. They told me I was pregnant. And I fell to my knees. (laughs) Oh no. Like what? I <laughs> mean what? So yeah, I it 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 was it was a hard thing to wrap my mind around. Um but that pregnancy also led me to ask the Lord how many children my husband and I was gonna have. And I got the number six. And so I knew I was gonna have six children. So I knew after that pregnancy I had three more coming.
0: Wow. So let's, let's go down this journey a little bit deeper. After, after baby number three and getting the number six from God, did that help you feel a little bit better or were you still like, I can't believe this?
1: (laughs) Well, after I, after I got that, I literally, when I knew it was the Lord because when I heard six, um, actually a, a little bit back. So what even led me to even go to God is I went to a lady that was my spiritual mother at the time, who was a mom of nine children. And I asked her, I was like, are we can we even ask the Lord how many kids we're gonna have? And she looked at me like, uh yeah, you can ask God whatever you want. So literally that night I went into prayer. I was like, okay, Lord, I can you just I just need to know. How many are we going to have? And I got six. And when I got six, I got, I felt a relief. Like mm. I felt peace behind it. I felt like, okay, I felt like I got the strength for it, the grace for it. The Okay, we're going to have six. And so when I got up from my knees, I literally went into our bedroom because my husband was in the room. And I said, I know how many children we're going to have. And he was like, how many? And I was like, six. And he was like, okay, we're going to have six children. And after that, every time I got pregnant, how many kids you going to have? My answer was always six. It was always six. I, I had confidence that we were going to have six children. I had confidence that this is what God plan, had planned for us and that, that's what we were going to do. So after that, it was like, okay, I, I was able to uh, accept the pregnancy, you know, find the, the joy you know, in it, you know, be excited about it. We can tell people things of that nature and stuff. And um, so, yeah, it helped a lot.
0: Amazing. So you went from working full time to becoming a stay-at-home mom. Um, And at what point did you realize working full time outside the home It's probably something I don't need to do right now. (laughs) Or, you know, because child care costs and y'all, mind you, this is one of my friends. I know backstories. um, So I'm just speeding up the process. Like child care costs and how much is it going to cost to put three babies, you know, Mm -hmm. in daycare and work? And so what was your process with, You and your husband were saying, you know what? I'm going to stay at home and we can live off of one income.
1: Well, in in some ways, my husband Craig kind of put it out there that you know, he would somewhat be okay if I decided to come home from work. You know, it wasn't ever, at the moment it wasn't ever like a, a deep conversation we had, but it was just as you would say, put it out there in the air, just kind of like, you know, so um, I did work. I did work until um, our third baby. I stopped working before our third baby was born. Um, fortunately, we did have my mom. So my mom was our um, care provider. She was the one who took care of our children when we had to work. Um, When I got pregnant with our third child, um, it was just becoming a little bit more tactful than I originally expected. And Craig was talking more about, hey, coming home, you know, staying home with the kids, you know, raising the kids, things of that nature. Um, He had got a better paying job. Um, So, at this time, he was working for Orkin, um, pest control, so it was a better paying job than he had when we got pregnant with our first two. So, um, so yeah, it, it was just like one of those things, like okay, I think it's time for you to come home, you know, especially if we're gonna have more children. And then he was also the conversation about homeschooling was starting to increase more also. So. If we went into that direction, homeschooling and working full-time, it just wouldn't add up as much. Mm.
0: Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that piece of your journey. Oh my gosh. Huh. Such a wealth um, of knowledge and information. So what what led you to? go to school like right now because most of your children are teens then you got a couple of preteens I think like two preteens um so you returned to school to pursue your bachelor's in maternal health and human lactation one like how did you choose that major right <laughs> and why now oh why now well
1: Laura opens the door okay so- and I'm about to date myself in 99 <laughs> I graduated from high school and when I graduated from high school I went straight into college um I went to school in Michigan um scenario of it, I didn't finish school things of that nature um I came back to Chicago I I was going to school all the way up until I got pregnant with our second child. Um, When I went away to school the first time, I was going to get my degree in computer information systems. That quickly changed from computer information systems to education because I thought I was going to be an elementary school teacher. Um, Giving birth to our first child is when I got introduced to becoming a breastfeeding peer counselor. Um, giving birth to our second child is when I got introduced to becoming a birth doula. So eventually I had to quit school altogether for numerous reasons, but I always knew I wanted to go back to school. I always knew I wanted my bachelor's. That was just always a personal goal for me. As time went on, I didn't know when I was gonna be able to go back to school. And then as time evolved even further, I realized I didn't necessarily want to be a teacher either. So that was another reason that going back to school was kind of like, well, what do I do? Because as I knew of at that time, there was not a curriculum or degree for the field that I really wanted to go into. I was more into the lactation. Birth field but I didn't know of any schools that offered a degree necessarily in that field unless I was really pursuing to be some form of doctor um so I was starting to pray like Lord, I really want to go back to school but what do I get my degree in I don't want to get my degree in education because I don't want to be a teacher anymore so what do I go back to get my degree in so in 2018 um I had a friend of mine reach out to me and she asked me, was I IBCLC certified, which means International Board Certified Lactation Consultant. It's the highest um, certification you can get as a lactation consultant. So I told her, no, I wasn't IBCLC certified. I thought I had to be LC certified, which is just a, which is a lactation consultant. I was just a breastfeeding peer counselor. So just kind of give you a, there's a breastfeeding peer counselor, which is basic level, LC, lactation consultant, which is what you usually meet in the hospitals, things of that nature, and WIC offices, things like that, and then it's the IBCLC, so those are the three tiers for the lactation consultants, and so um, so she asked me, she was like, well, are you interested in getting your degree in lactation? And I'm like, yeah, I am, she was like, well, where I work at, which is Union, they offers a bachelor's in maternal health human lactation. Would you like to know more information? And I was like, of course, I would love to. Lord so, <laughs> right, exactly. Ah, like, oh, there's a degree in this. So, um, so I looked into it. Um, I had reached out you know how you ask someone to contact you you know a counselor to contact you a counselor had contacted me i found out it didn't cost anything to apply there was no application fee or anything of that nature so i applied um i got accepted into the program and that is how i got into it you know so i've been in it since august of 2018 and i will be graduating this year Woo-woo! Right. So
0: <laughs> in the midst of all of this, how have you and your husband um been able to maintain your marriage, like keep it going?
1: Ooh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> my God today. Um <laughs> there is a uh, there's so many dynamics to this journey um and i'm trying to see what can i share because some, some you know how some stuff is your story but then all your story that you can get it's part of somebody else's story too so
0: <laughs>
1: yeah i get it <laughs> like okay how do i sum this up so you can get an idea you know okay so i am actually go back before I went back to school and give you a, a summary. So 2017 kicked off a very hard time in my life. Um, I went and I'm gonna give you a summary. So a 2017, okay, so April, 2017, I lost two uncles, in less than 24 hours um so that was April June of 2017 my grandfather I mean my my father-in-law passed away um August of 2017 my close friend from high school passed away September of 2017 I mean okay also August of 2017 I temporarily lost custody of my children for something I did not do um September of 2017 um, I lost my cousin. October 2017, I lost my brother. Um, also 2017, um, one of my children took ill and they were in and out of the hospital. Then in 2018, I decided to go to college. <laughs> Who? In the process of all of that, um, still having a child who was sick and constantly in and out the hospital. So there were times I was literally at the hospital while my child was getting tested on my phone trying to do schoolwork because I had to be a student and a mom at the same time. Uh, (laughs) Mm. So... um, But also during that time, um, my husband and I had a temporary separation. So it was was rough. It was rough. Um, And we had to actively make efforts to make our marriage work. Mm. And it was literally a day to day, sometime moment to moment decision of actively making our marriage work. Mm. Um, we end up, we, we did uh, counseling. Um, so I am a, a, a advocate for counseling. Um, Because it helps, it gives you some uh, out to talk to, and also helps you get a a perspective of someone else's, you know, thoughts and opinions. Um, but it was really a decision, you know, because with all of the deaths and the things that our family was going through, um, we had to get creative at times, Um, figure out what do we want Um, and fight. Mm -hmm. So some days was easier than other days. Other days was harder than other days. (laughs) (laughs) But we we figured it out. Um, There were some times I did feel like because uh, eventually my husband did travel. So he was gone through the week, on home on the weekend, you know, and as I said, I, we had a child who was in and at the hospital. So he's away from home. I'm in school. I have a child that's constantly in and at the hospital, who needed a lot of a, a lot of attention, but yet I still had five other kids that I couldn't not, you know avoid or or dismiss because they needed my attention and my love and my support and my presence just as well as the child who was in and out the hospital Mm.
0: so where are you today that that can lead into what's behind your smile today
1: (laughs) (laughs) um i've learned to hold on to those victory moments, those mm-hmm. victorious moments. Um, you know, I grew up in the church and, you know, we were taught that uh, it was like we were taught two things. If um, if nothing is going wrong with your life, that means you must not be living right for God because the devil ain't messing with you, right? So that's one thing, right? So now you're looking <laughs> Because if things are just move at this moment, oh my God, you know. Um, and then the other one was if how how can you be in ministry or how can you be working outside of your home when your when your home is in disarrange, in disorder, right? So During this season of my time, season of my life, I felt like I felt like my house was just my home was just up in in uproar. Like everything about my family, my marriage, my kids, just seemed like it was just chaotic, you know, things of that nature. But there were so many small victories for me personally. Meaning, you know, I traveled the most during this time. I got, uh, I, I got, I got. A lot of my travel was paid for. Like I was asked to go to a conference in New Orleans and they paid for everything. My flight, my hotel, everything. I was asked to go to Detroit. They paid for everything and they paid for me to to actually speak. Um, I got on the radio. I did webinars for the first time. I did um, seminars for the first time. I was actually picked to, um, sitting front, in front of the congresswoman to give my testimony about what it is that I do. So it seemed like all these little things was great opportunity, even though I felt like my house was just so out of, but the things that was going on was out of my control. You know, it wasn't like I could change it. It was just stuff that was going on out of my control. So those are the victories that I held on to. Those are the things that I use when I felt like things weren't going right so it was like a moment of exhale you know a moment of okay enjoy this moment because and then that gave me the strength and the grace to to conquer whatever I felt like the negative moment was so the fact that now I can look back and I have a healthier child who's no longer in at the hospital you know now that I have um Uh, my husband and I have decided to, you know, change up things for the positive and we're seeing the positive effects in that aspect. So being able to see on the other end of what I felt like a very dark season in my life, now I see God's hand. Mm. And so because God's hand, then now I, I can smile.
0: Mm. hey man <laughs> oh we chat okay and i can see
1: that graduation day coming real close too and i can smell
0: <laughs> oh yes the victory
1: <laughs> over <laughs> the mountain
0: over the mountain um yeah. so in the midst of everything right in the past 19 years of your life and probably beyond um, how do you take care of your mental health like what does that look like for you
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> um it's changed over years um i think and i don't even know i i don't think i was trying to do this but um Going to a lot of prayer retreats when I was younger and things of that nature, I think that was my way of trying to just keep my spirituality and my mental health, you know, in a certain place. Um, but now that I got older, it's, it's learning who I am um, and being secure in, in, in who that is. Um, that has brought me a lot of peace. Now becoming me hasn't been easy because everyone don't agree with your change or your transformations, nor do everyone like it. Um, but I found peace in becoming unique. And I found. <laughs> yes! Yeah, say that one more time peace and coming Janice and becoming mm. Janice there was a lot of peace um, now that I can't say that the journey was always easy or always peaceful but becoming me makes me happy
0: mm.
1: and it's it's amazing because you know it, it's tripped out because some things that I have turned into kind of made my, even my spouse a little bit concerned, like, uh, <laughs> uh. Who is this that you, you know? um, Because some things he, some things he felt like, um, he told me he thought I was having a, a midlife crisis. You know, how you get a certain age and now you're trying to resort backwards, you, you know. know? And I had to tell him, I said, well, you have to understand. I sent Majority of my life being told what I can and cannot do, what I can, cannot wear, where I can, cannot go, how I can and cannot act. Mm-hmm. I have my entire majority of my life, I ha- I have had to be what everyone else expected me to be. I said, so now that I don't give a flying rat about <laughs> what really other people think feel or say of course it gon it's, it looks like i'm trying mm. to pretend or portray to be something that i'm not when really i'm really exploring what has already been there but it looks different because now i'm not ashamed to to dibble and dabble in it because i'm not afraid of what other people gonna say and think about it so it looks different you know I act differently I feel differently you know and it's not about trying to disrespect other people and things of that nature and stuff like that but there is such a freedom in being who you're supposed to be and learning who that is and it's a journey and I'm not about to act like I didn't became and, and, and I'm there I'm not acting like I'm not still on a journey because I am but I'm learning the older I get the more freer I'm becoming and I like it mm-hmm. yes I like it too
0: <laughs> 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 so what is a piece of wisdom for someone um, who is curious about pursuing becoming a doula and/ or or both a mother of multiple children
1: <laughs> A mother of multiple children. One, know that that's what you want to do, you know, and don't be ashamed of it. If you want to have multiple children, if you have a desire a desire to have a big family, then hey, do it but try to prepare for it let's like say my husband and i was not prepared we were kids basically having kids you know we wasn't financially prepared or anything of that nature even though the lord tremendously blessed us in our journey but plan it out you know don't rush it um listen to your body you know if you have a baby you know you don't necessarily have to have the baby back to back you know give yourself some time space it out you know have your conversations um think about how long you want the time to spend. you might want them having them back to back you know and if your body uh, uh doesn't reject that then amen you know but the main thing is what you and your husband wants that's the thing that's the concern you know it's always great to have people that you love to support your decision, but always understand that some people may not understand or agree with your decision, so know what your decision is. There are many people who try to talk my husband out of having more children or many people pull me to the side like, don't you want to work? Don't you want to have your own money? Don't you want to have, you know, and I get their heart behind it, but they didn't understand what My husband and I had decided. And when we decided to make that change, we made that change. I went to work. You know, when we decided to no longer homeschool, we made that change. You know, so embrace the support, but you may not receive it. If you receive it, great. You know, but don't base your decision off of what other people think and say. Now, Not saying that you can't gain some wisdom behind it, but let your decision be your decision. And then however you want to do that, and be secure with your decision and make plans for your decision with having a big family. Because some people do. Some people really desire to have a lot of children. Amen. You know, I knew someone who purposely wanted 10. I didn't. I was not aiming for 10 kids at all i used to joke about it. if i haven't if i had 10 kids i'm gonna pull out my own uterus just just go up there and make it out you know because i ain't trying to have no 10 kids this is not my desire at all but she wanted 10 children she got close but she didn't get the she didn't get the 10. you know she was two away from 10. that to me that's still close um but as what i do uh, as a breastfeeding peer counselor or a doula, whether it's birth doula or postpartum doula, um, if you're interested in the field, then, you know, kind of do research. Now, I recommend the services that I'm, that I'm familiar with, but there are so many other um, programs out there. So I became a birth doula through Dona, which is the D-O-N-A. So it'll be dot that's where I became a birth doula through. So I always promote donor because that's where I got my certification through. I got my postpartum certification through Kappa, which is K A P P A. Both programs offer certifications in birth and postpartum. I just get mine differently because how the opportunities came. So I got my birth certification through one organization and my postpartum certifications to a different organization. But those are not the only two organizations that are out there. They're just the two that I'm familiar with. So I would say do some research, you know, um, figure out um, what you want to do, how you want to do it. For my understanding, Kappa does offer a lot of more certifications than DONA does. I think DONA only offers birth, um, birth and postpartum but Kappa offers birth, postpartum, childbirth educator, breastfeeding peer counselor, and a few other certifications. So if there's other things that you may be interested in, Kappa may be the organization you wanna go to because they have other certifications besides just the doula certifications that you can get qualified for. As a breastfeeding peer counselor, um, I got my certifications through Health Connect One uh, which is a great organization based off in Chicago land area, but there are other breastfeeding peer counselor office opportunities out there. Now, I would suggest if you can, you can bypass breastfeeding peer counselor and go straight to ALC, which is the lactation consultant. So the lactation consultant, it gives you more opportunities. Okay. So it opens up more doors for you, it gives you more opportunities, and you can actually work on your own as a private lactation consultant. As a breastfeeding peer counselor, I am technically not able to work on my own. I will have to work under a LC. But because I have more than one certification, I have unbrothered my breastfeeding peer counselor under my doula certification. So therefore I can offer my breastfeeding uh, support and education under my doula umbrella. So that's how I do it. So I would suggest for anybody just kind of bypass breastfeeding care counselor because it's, it's basic education, things of that nature. And you're more restricted to the opportunities you have. Whereas you become an LC, a lactation consultant, you have more opportunities. The difference in the education, rescue and peer counselor uh, education is just really a three-day educa- three education course. Um, the LC, it is a week course. So you're actually in class for an entire week, Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to like three, four o'clock p.m. And then that Friday, you will take the test. So if you pass the test, then you're LC qualified. And as I said, it opens up a lot of different opportunities for you. Um, IBCLC is a little bit more, um, there's a little bit more requirements. There, there's two parts to that. So if you wanna know more information about becoming IBCLC, I would just encourage you to Google it um, because then you'll be able to know the different stages, what may fit for you, what direction you may wanna go in, and things of that nature. Um, so those are my tips and how to necessarily get in my field. Um, most people that get in my field, uh, there are actually some people who's in my field that are not technically mothers yet. Um, but they enjoy, they, they believe in the the beauty and the power behind breastfeeding. And so they wanted to offer education and support to moms. So they got certified as a lactation consultant to be able to do that. I'm sorry, another at, um Avenue that you can go to is the the Lilache. I was messed this up. The Lilache organization. So it's Hold on, I'm gonna look it up so I can spell it for it. It's the little the H. I'm always messing I think up. Uh, L A and then
0: L C H E.
1: L C. You said L C H L A L E. Yeah. Yeah, L-E-C-A-T. So, uh, my internet. So, yeah, it's L. Hold on. Do you pronounce it out? Leliche, I think
0: you got it. It's around that park. (laughs)
1: So it is another organization. So, right, it's L-A-L-E-C-H-E League. Um, So it's another organization um, that does uh, IBCLCs and uh, lactation consultants. So um, it looks like the website is L-L-L-I.org. Um, So that's another um, organization that you guys can look into to gain more um, information about becoming a breastfeeding peer counselor. Or if you are, are an expecting mom, that's a good organization also just to kind of get breastfeeding support through.
0: Awesome. Again, you are a wealth of knowledge and resource and so grateful um, to have you on the Share Your Journey. How can people stay in contact with you or find you uh, if they want to be connected?
1: Um, so I don't have a private Facebook page for this particular thing um, as a peer counselor. But if you just want to connect with me through Facebook, it's Ruby, R-U-B-Y, Nelson. Um, That's my Facebook name. Also, you can email me at Janice, J-A-N-I-E-C-E, Nelson, N-E-L-S-O-N, the number eight at gmail.com. So those are two ways that you can um, contact me message me um things of that nature and I'm willing to ask answer any questions that you may have about breastfeeding about mothering (laughs) yes she's
0: a good person to seek advice from (laughs) if y'all can't tell I frequent conversations (laughs) um but yes thank you so much I mean just the drink, the gems you drive. I start taking notes. Hold on to victorious moments. Focus on the small victories. Um, enjoy this moment. I found peace in becoming Janice. Becoming me makes me happy. Y'all, that that part right there, becoming me <laughs> makes me happy. Anybody take that from me? So. Um before, you, before we depart, I want to encourage each and every person tuning in to write down five things that make you happy. And if you want to share with us, you can DM me on Instagram at Behind the Confidence Smile or email us at hello at BehindTheConfidenceSmile.com. We want to hear from you and what you took. From this episode. So until next time, like, subscribe, and share so that others may be encouraged and empowered. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to Behind the Confidence Matter Podcast with your host, Bianca Cotton. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family let's grow our community you all until next time on the podcast remember we all have a story and a journey of what is behind your smile